it's just a bad look that what Sergio is doing, and it's a bad look what Mickelson did. But I don't think, I don't, I don't. You're right. How many things are done in Saudi? Would they play in Abu Abu Dhabi or Abu Dhabi? In you know all the other places. Or Abu Dhabi do. Yeah, I mean they play out there already. <laughs> right. And they play in China. Right. You know they have WGC in China, so you know if you're gonna you know reap what you sow, I mean reap what you sow, but. Phil talked to Alan Shipnuck. He's a longtime golf writer. He used to work for Sports Illustrated. Now he's got his own uh, website. And he's coming out with a book, an unauthorized biography of Phil. And Phil called him one day, got him on the phone, and then started talking about some kind of incendiary. Incendiary? Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. No, it's not, is it? I, not the right person to ask. Yeah, me, me, probably me either. Um, that was going to cause a firestorm. And, uh, and <laughs> thank you. And uh, big time stuff today. I think in the next three weeks, well, we had the Club Court Classic, so that kind of started things off. We have the Nelson this week. We have the PGA Championship right up the road in Oklahoma. Come back to Colonial. It's uh, going to be golf immersion. Don't forget the For Corn Ferry Tour at Rangers. That's true. You know, I, I'll tell you, I've, I've talked to people. Ah, what else did you talk to? Mark. And... <laughs> the NFL just naturally comes, right? I mean, it, it's just don't smirk at that. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> Didn't to license. Anyway, you live and learn, right? Live and learn. Hopefully, the balance sheet has a little more positive than negative. That's all you want. It's written off. It's, it is written it's worth zero on my balance sheet right now. So if you want to come back with in your you heart. Know, couple dozen donuts and bagels and, uh, you know, a nice little moppy choppy from Starbucks. And maybe, maybe I'll take that off my Mop-y-chato? hands. Moppy-chato? I don't go to Starbucks. I don't know what they're called. Machiato? Moppy-choppy. Moppy-choppy-auto? <laughs> you know, a $9 cup of coffee. I don't know. I think it's Macchiato. Yeah, Macchiato. Yeah, thank you. All right. It is a 927 on the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Hey, good morning. It's 811 on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310. The ticket, and if it's a Saturday morning and it's a major week, um, and it's around this time. We are the T-Box, and we are at Crest Cars today. Crest Volvo, Crest Infinity, Crest Cadillac up in Frisco right off 121 and the tollway. And we will be here till uh, about 10 o'clock today. Big time stuff today. It's a major. Strength of field is off the charts. And uh, so much to get to. I want to welcome... Our uh, executive editor of the magazine fills in on the filled in yesterday during uh, 10 to noon on the ticket. Yeah, that's Eli Jordan. Good morning. Sir. Good morning to you, my friend. Right How after we doing? How we doing? We are fantastic, and you will be going up to uh, Southern Hills right after the show. Yes, getting on the road to uh, Tulsa. Brought my uh, brought my buddy here with me. He's, there you go. Uh, yeah, he's. Gonna hang out and watch the show. Get his oil changed here at Crest. And nice. Then, uh, yeah, we're gonna get on the road and head uh, head north. So, love the major. Definitely an interesting nugget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ah, the genius of J King. Raining the machine gun fire down on us. Well, he does. He has that thing on. AK-47 on the uh, on the drop meter today. And uh, so we have him today. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. And uh, nice mix with the uh, with the doctors. Sounded very grooves. So what do you think about uh, Nick Saban? Uh, I just yeah. got to explain my Nick Saban thoughts early this morning. <laughs> ready to fire him off. That's the first thing yeah, I told him when I got like in. you have like a bullet-pointed list of things uh, you wanted to get it. to? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the best. We have Kern out of your engineering. Good morning to you, my friend. Good morning, and they didn't even bite on his gambler. No thing. Yeah, no. how do they not know the gambler? They looked at me like I was stupid. I, I don't know. I know the gambler. If well, anything, Kenny, I Kenny should Rogers know. Kenny Rogers has been dead for what two, three years. Now? I guarantee they know it. If they heard it, you know. But who knows? And Jonathan Dodd. Hold them. Yep, Jonathan Dodd. <laughs> That's just so bad. <laughs> Yikes. I'm going to gloss right over that. Go to Jonathan Dodd doing tickers twice an hour. You did a little uh, you had a little prime time this week again, right? Yeah, yeah. Called in, filled in for Sean. He slid in and was covering for Craig. Mm, yeah. How do you uh, how do you feel about that 530 ticker? They still got the expanded five-and-a-half-minute job? Yeah, still five minutes. Uh, I work on it a little bit the night before, but uh, I try to get in early, just get caught up. It's not too bad once you once you kind of get used to it. He said four. He got there at four o'clock last Saturday. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yikes! It's I'm telling you, it's an early riser. Five and a half, so five and a half minutes or so. How much text? Have you ever figured out how many words that is in five and a half minutes? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good question. One. Yeah, I'll check. I would the guess it's probably talk. something like seven hundred. Probably. I bet it's more than that. I, don't I know, know it's about three pages. Yeah, three pages. Then you got to put in some sound. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the sound the, the sound bites are definitely your friend. As yes. are any kind of scoreboard you can find. I mean, you can literally just if read the computer's off, working, right? You can just read off every score from baseball or basketball or whatever. You know, I'm trying to recollect what what was a 5:30 ticker during the pandemic. What the heck did oh, you report on? Surely they didn't even have them. I, I can't imagine they would. What yeah, it's funny you, you say about? that. Yeah, I was asking Sean about that, and he said uh, that's where the introduction of the the song came in. Was ah, was that's during right. COVID. Good That's call. Right. Mm-hmm. Good call. Well, it's good to have everybody on board. Appreciate everybody being here. Appreciate you listening. And let's get this show on the road from Crest Cars. Up next, it's the 104th PGA Championship. And something is occurring this week, and the pros are bitching about it, and I think they need to get off their high horse, and we'll tell you what that is next on The Little Ticket. And Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310. Said if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn. 820 on the ticket. T-Box. Eli Jordan filling in for Craig today. Craig's on a little vacation. And we are at Crest Cars today up in Frisco. Volvo, Cadillac, and Infinity. I just uh, uh, reviewed the Volvo XC60 T8 Recharge Polestar Engineered. 455 horsepower. Man, I had a blast in that thing. And my uh, my sales rep uh, Locke just walked by. How about go, that? Go to their sales meeting this morning. He's there the you go. The guy that got me into my XC60 that I'm in right They'll now. They'll go there so. and do jumping jacks and whatever they do to get yeah, going. Calisthenics, get that blood pumping to sling some of them automobiles. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this segment brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp. As they've enjoyed a, quite a run, they had a, a great uh, event at the Champions Tour event mm-hmm. at Las Colinas, and then sure they did. just killed it at uh, Craig Ranch. Last week, everybody, big kudos. Um, you know, you can look at 2,600 par saying, wow, they annihilated it. It's the way the PGA Tour sets it up. Club Corps has nothing to do with that. Um, but the course is in immaculate condition. The the um, 
hospitality tents and everything were yeah. spot on. It just was great stuff. Just an awesome, awesome tournament. Great turnout too. A lot of a lot of fans out there. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. It's funny, you know, you watch. We kind of sat on number six, okay. a little short par four, waiting for groups to come in and. Jordan's group is about mm, four groups away, and there's mm-hmm. just a few people kind of milling around, and then he's three groups away, and there's a few more people, and then he's two groups away, and then it's about two deep lining each right. side, and then you can see people walking under the the bridge to mm-hmm. get to the other side of the golf course when he's one group away, and it was just, I mean, packed. It was five deep on both sides of the fairway. and I don't get it. I mean, I'll go to tournaments to talk to the players on a Tuesday. That's when they're they're – Usually they're mellowest. Sure. Um, but going to a tournament, it's like I saw the pictures of, of Tiger, Rory's, and Jordan's group on Thursday, Friday. My what is the What is the positive part of that? Well, and You're not going to see anything. I was going to say, and you're five or six people deep, and so people are watching it like this, like holding their phone up like this, and then they're looking at their phone screen. Are you old enough like, to know the remember the old periscopes? Yeah, the little cardboard ones. Cardboard yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And now they're using the phones. And it's but the, the chance of you seeing more than one shot from those guys is and, nil. You know, unless you're going to tape it and watch it later. You say that, but going up to Tulsa here this afternoon, we're going to the tournament round tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tiger's going to be there, and I—I ha- I mean, I haven't seen Tiger swing a golf club in person since like '08. So why don't you just go to the range? So and watch I'll, him hit I mean, balls. I'll, I'll That's what I do. Follow him a few holes. Really? Probably. How are you going to do it? I don't know, man. I just—I mean, I, I guess you probably have to just. Post up. You have to park it somewhere. Three, yeah, three or four holes. And away you're going to watch one shot through. Yeah. So I, I just don't. But get I feel it. like I need to do it because I haven't. I mean, and he's not prime Tiger anymore. No. But I mean, I've only seen him play live golf like twice, and t- like for me being such a golf history dweeb, I just I feel like that's that hasn't been checked off my bucket list to follow Tiger for a few holes. Never. I'll never forget this. Uh, I had the chance to walk the course at. Was it, yeah, it was at the Four Seasons. And Tiger was playing, and I got to walk with Faraday mm-hmm. inside the ropes. And the throng of people was out of this world. Yeah. And I'm thinking, if you're not inside the ropes, you're not seeing squat. And I, I just don't see the upside. Now, if you want to take a picture of it, I guess I. it's just not my bit. Of course, I'm not big on autographs or anything like that either. No, I'm not an autograph. I want to watch all the shots. And that's mm-hmm. why I usually don't attend tournaments on the weekend because – you're just going to miss so much. But uh, a lot of stuff to get to today. we get leaderboards at 8.30. A crazy bet revolving uh, around John Daly that Eli and I both thought was the most ludicrous bet in the history of ever. Uh, 8.50. A lot of people ask me this. So if you make about a million and a half bucks, you win a tournament, what are these pros clear? You'd be amazed how little they clear. Uncle Sam takes a chunk. Well, that's just part of it. Uh, 9-10, I have a couple questions uh, for Eli. He's getting married here in less than a month. And uh, I was perusing something last night. I need to ask him something. And then at 9-30, we'll touch on Phil a little bit because one uh, uh, two-time PGA championship winner had some pretty wild things to say about him. I was kind of surprised. I mean, he's old. He has no governor anymore, meaning the guy that said it. But I thought that was kind of interesting. So we'll get to all that. But first... This week, they're playing up in Southern Hills. They haven't played there since 07. It wasn't the PGA of America's first choice. It was supposed to be the Trump course. Mm-hmm. And after the <laughs> insurrection at uh, the White House back what, last January or two, was it yeah, what, two like, se- January yeah, ago? Yeah, a couple years ago, whatever. PGA of America said, eh, I think we're going to 
take a take a pass on this. Probably best a distance from the Trump branding. Yeah, so they put out the word, and Southern Hills, uh, again, Tiger won it back in 07. This is the Wrong. eighth time they've had it there? Cause uh, yeah, well, they had the U.S. Open there in 01. That's but, the last time I actually went to a major. Was but the last, they've had seven PGA championships That sounds there, right. Seven. So I think they had the PGA there in, what, 94-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good course. They redid it. Gil Hans tweaked it a little bit. I think it was a pretty. I think it was a pretty good renovation. I don't think it was a tweak. I think they kind of redid the whole thing. Okay. So I think I'll go was, with I that. Think it was a full reno. But one of the major stories this week, and you can call the pros pampered and and whatever, but everybody's had something to say about the bunkers, and most notably what's in the bunkers. And it's kind of a pebbly type. It's it's not that fine Arkansas quartz. It's not like that powdery stuff. Yeah, the sugar it's, sand. Yeah, it's got a little bit of pebble to it, mm-hmm. and all the pros were showing the, their soles of their clubs, how much they were getting beaten up and everything. And if you watch the first two rounds, those guys were having a tough time out of those things. It looked like us. Yeah, so We might get out of it, but you didn't know where it was going. They were going from one right. bunker to another bunker. And I know Ian Poulter on Instagram, maybe um, Eli can tweet this out at, yeah, I'll, I'll at the Eli up. Jordan. Um but everybody's been bitching about it, and I got this to say. And I always thought bunkers – I was almost at the point that every bunker should not be raked because it should be a true hazard. Uh, yeah. But you're not going to get a consistency um, if, you, if you don't do that. Well, th- there is something to be said for the courses like Pine Valley, for example, which is perennially ranked number one in the world by Golf Digest. They don't rake any of their bunkers. They let the wind naturally maintain mm. them. Okay. Um, but – if you get into some of these greenside bunkers and you're in a giant footprint, that mm-hmm. also seems like it's a That's what a I'm saying. You're not, unfair, you're not protecting you know? the field there. But these guys are so good out of the bunker, unless it's a, a downhill bunker shot. I mean, you have a which, down slope. nobody's good. It's hard. I saw the Zalatoris get one out yesterday. It was amazing. But that, that's pure death. Um, but I, I've known pros that would aim for bunkers rather than be hitting the, hitting the rough around the Absolutely. green, right? Because it's more consistent. It's more, no you can do whichever you want. Yep. But it's it's a hazard, and it should be a hazard, and it should be penal. And there's some guys that are still able to get out of it. But it, it just it just hits me the wrong way that these guys are irate over a, a hazard that's a true hazard. Uh, no doubt. And, and I'll actually read you the Instagram post okay. from Ian Poulter. He says... You will see some shots out of the bunkers this week, which won't have any spin due to the coarse, fine, gravel-type sand. You get tiny stones between the ball and club face, making it super inconsistent. Bunkers to be avoided at all cost, even more so if you are short-sighted. So basically, you can't put any spin on the ball. Like You yep. can't pinch it and, and have it bite yep. because these little pebbles are getting in between the grooves and the golf ball, and so it's making it really inconsistent. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with this, and I think the reason they use this particular type of sand is because it gets really, really windy in Oklahoma. And sure. You'd have sand loss if you had the real fine Absolutely. sugar sand. And so I think they did that on purpose to keep the, the sand from blowing away. There's uh, one other benefit. But it's also, I mean, it, but it, like you said, it, the bunkers should be penal. If you miss it in the sand trap, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to just pinch one and have it bite and have a tap in. You know? there, there's one other benefit with this with this pebbling. You will never, ever see a plug lie. That's And that's a good thing. So I would rather have that. Because a plug lie sucks. Oh, I mean, it's you're just at the mercy of how strong you are. Yeah, especially if you hit it up against plug. the bank. Yeah, I mean, you it's, know, you're just you're the screwed. face. 
So anyway, it's just, you know, these guys are used to pristine everything. So having these guys, I wonder. And they're getting pristine everything other than the bunkers. And, and the bunkers are just fine. It's not like they've got it's bunker the lining link. showing or anything. It's not going to your local muni. It's just not what they're used to. And they're just such creatures. of It's it's no different than whenever they came down here and played Trinity Forest. Yep. It just wasn't what they were used to, and so they all hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, it, Even though everybody's got to play the same course. babies. I know. You know it's, I know. But here's the other thing, too. I wonder, when the equipment trucks were there this week, how many guys oh, ordered plowing extra? No, ac- ordered extra, because mm-hmm. they're usually not there on the weekend. I don't know if they're there on a major on a weekend. I don't I know. Would, they almost have to be, don't but they? But, man, I would, I would have a, a wedge for each round, a new one. Well, so Jonathan Wall, another great mm-hmm. Twitter follow, if you're yeah. a PGA guy, he said, spoke to one tour rep who confirmed the very aggressive bunker sand forced their team to make a ton of new wedges early in the week. Nothing we can do other than help them fight, find the right grind and keep the grooves as fresh as possible. Yeah. So, and they have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. They get free stuff. That's correct. So we watched uh, cohort. We played out at Northwood uh, the other day. Beautiful track. Trip Davis uh, did a renovation. Looks great. Uh, we appreciate the hospitality and Joe Trahan, uh, WFAA's own yep. Joe Trahan, and, yeah. and our, our good friend, AG Coverboy. That's right. Um, I he, told him the other day I can now officially call him a golfing buddy. I've played two rounds of golf with him. One round you can't really say golfing buddy. If right. you played twice with somebody, they're a golfing buddy. Pretty so. good player too. Anyway, yeah, he's a good stick. Hit the ball a mile. Yeah. Anyway, he hits one and it's and he uh, off the green and uh, it lands and it stays, which I never thought was going to happen on a rock. Basically, one of the rocks that they use to you know, kind of keep the green from eroding into a creek. Mm-hmm. So they have this stonework that kind of keeps the the green from eroding, and it just it was sitting on this rock. And he just, inexplicably, it, j- he it was just did. Determined right? he was going to play it, and he was going to play it, and he put a mark on his on on the sole of his club. But uh, anyway, I just these guys, I just wish they'd say, you know, this is what it is. We all have to play That's it, right. and just let it go. You know, and, but and they can't help themselves. It's kind of similar to when you used to hear. You know, the media talk about, well, the reason the Rangers never get any, like, big-name free agent pitchers is because it's so hot here. Yeah. Well, you'd talk to the pitchers, and they'd say, well, yeah, it's hot, but the other guy's got to pitch in yep. it, too. Yep. It's not just – it's not like I'm going out there and pitching and it's 109 and the other guy's got 73 degrees. Like, we're we're both having to deal with it, so you can't really make that – you can't use that as an excuse. It's what we're living in now. It's 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 all about me, mm-hmm. right? All right, it's 832 on the ticket. T-Box, Eli filling in for Craig. And uh, I'm Rick Arnett, and we are at uh, Crest Cars today, Volvo and Cadillac and Infinity. And the guys will be out soon from their sales meeting, and uh, they will give you great deals all around all three dealerships. And get your car serviced while you can, too. Uh, that was brought to you by Arcus Golf. All right, up next, we got a leaderboard. we got a, I don't know, a refreshed Tiger? Two totally different Tigers that I saw on Thursday and Friday. And uh, Eli turned me on to a bet that I think is the most ludicrous bet in the history of ever. I don't know who set that, but it's crazy. And we'll talk about that next. Right after, we talk about the greatness of advancedplaster.com. Had a cup of joe this morning, very early in the morning. And I'm sitting in the backyard, and I'm just looking at the pool. Now, way back when, the pool was about 30 years old. And I'm looking at it one day, and it looked like the equivalent of shag carpeting. It was just so old and outdated, and it had the red brick, and it just looked tired. So J.T. Pierce over at AdvancedPlaster.com, I hooked up with him, 
And he came out, gave me an assessment, told me things to get, told me things not to get, which I thought I was really appreciative of. You know, why, why spend money on stuff that's not going to really matter, right? And they came in and due time, got everything done within a week. And uh, now it's beautiful. And now I can go in the backyard and, and just uh, just chill. And, you, and I have an app that covers, it controls everything on that uh, pool, the pumps, the heat, everything. And I can do it from here. So if I want to go home and take a spa, I can hit my uh, app right from here, and it'll be Take nice, a hot, and ball. <laughs> be all toasty by the time I get home. So waspy. Yeah, I know. To go take a spa. They do great work, and if you're looking to renovate your pool, which I would look at doing because it'll just enhance your uh, outdoor entertainment area, check them out. It's advancedplaster.com. And Sports Radio 967 and 1310, the tick. The Texas Junior Golf Tour at Ham's Meats and Market was there last Saturday. Maybe the best salsa ever. Uh, Yes, they have the the bomb. Seat does? Yes. Man, that's amazing. And I'm a kind of aficionado of salsa, and that one is pretty bomb. Their whole whole, uh, setup up there is great. Yeah. Get the the Texas Twinkies. Highly recommend. Uh, Okay. A850. We'll let you folks know. So when a guy makes about a million and a half for winning a tournament, what do they clear? What does a pro clear? You'd be surprised how much of a bite Uncle Sam takes out, the state takes out. I mean, you'd be, you'll be amazed. We'll talk about that at 850. And then I got some wedding talk uh, questions for Eli. But before that, let's get to that leaderboard. Strength of field at the 104th PGA Championship is a stout 876. The PGA Championship, historically, every year, trumps every other major's strength of field. Which is a With 25 surprising. club pros. Yeah, which is a little bit surprising. And, and we, Eli and I were talking about this during the break. By the way, Eli's filling in for Craig today, Eli Jordan. And uh, if you ask any pro, pick your top four majors you'd want to win. The PGA is almost always last. It would have to be. And it's the toughest field. Usually it's on a fair course. The U.S. Open beats you up. Maybe I would say it probably goes Masters and British Open or just Open Championship. I think it I depends on where the Open's being played. Like if it's at a place like St. Andrews or Carnoustie, yeah. somewhere that's that's very historically special and, and, and relevant. Um, well, I'll say internationally, yes. I bet the uh, Open uh, Championship is, is better than the U.S. Open. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, I think for Americans, yes, I think they'd probably prefer the U.S. Open. Again, depending on venue, mm-hmm. um, if it's a place like Oakmont or Shinnecock or one of these very, very prestigious, well-known private clubs that have hosted, you know, uh, championships since the 1800s, then yeah, probably. Well, you but, think because if I win a major and I win a U.S. Open, I'm not sure I care where I won it at. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think that they, they care. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Jordan Spieth cares that his U.S. Open was at Chambers Bay instead right. of somewhere like Pebble Beach. Yeah. What, if, you, if you injected him with true serum and said, hey, if you won another U.S. Open, would you rather it be another one at Chambers Bay or would you rather win at Oakmont? Sure. He'd probably say Oakmont. Yeah, okay. But a little bit of pedigree there. A, you know, right, historical pedigree as opposed to a place that's not quite as well known. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree that the PGA is probably – Fourth on most people's list, um, short of maybe a guy like Davis Love the Third, whose dad was a PGA professional. Okay, maybe that. And he really wanted to win one to like you know kind of it still celebrate his father. It still wouldn't trump the Masters. No, no, no. Of There's course no not. way. I'm just, no, that would. I'm saying that that would be maybe not fourth on his list. It might be like third instead of fourth. Gotcha. So, all right. Well, local flavor here is Will Zalatoris. 
is nine under par. His putter is hot. If he can putt, he's tough to beat. He's uh, he's had more top ten finishes in a major than he's had miscuts. Four to two. I mean, he's just killing it. He's a ball-striking machine. Yes, he is. And it's funny. I I look at these guys. Some of the guys that are the stoutest ball strikers hit the ball the farthest don't take their club all the way back to parallel. Yeah. I think think a lot of that, you know, you see John Rahm do it, but he's obviously built more like a fire hydrant. Finau, he doesn't take it back all the way? Like a guy like Finau or like Will Zalatoris, it looks like if the wind was blowing 35 in Oklahoma, it would send him across the fairway like a tumbleweed. Like he weighs like 130 pounds. There's not enough uh, surface area for the wind to get him. (laughs) Right, I guess not. (laughs) He's very aerodynamic. You know, the other guy that would would hit the ball a mile and he would take it back 90 up to 90 degrees, right, was uh, uh, J.B. Holmes. Mm-hmm. He didn't take a full backswing. I don't know if it's more torque. I don't know what it is, but I know I was playing in a, a little charity event yesterday, and I uh, was kind of keeping track of what the scoring was doing. And then, I, you know, for about an hour or so, I didn't look at it. And I, we got into the clubhouse, and I went, "What happened? Will must have just gone bananas on the back nine. And he started did. looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, there you go. He beat birdies eleven, birdies twelve, birdies thirteen, birdies seventeen. Shoots thirty-one on the back." I mean, that's pretty stout for a course like Southern Hills. I'm amazed, uh, and I think this goes back to either have slow or fast twitch muscles. You're either a sprinter or a marathoner. And I find this the same thing in golf. Not totally, because Tiger could do it all. Phil could kind of do it all. But uh, maybe Rom when he's hot and some of these other guys. But you're either a ball striker or you're a putter. Yeah. doesn't seem like you, you can do both equally well. But It's uh, very difficult. You're yeah. Right. I don't know why that is. But... Uh, but Will has got it going right now, and he'll uh, he'll be in the final group with Mito Pereira, who's a a fellow Chilean, Chilean, Chilean as uh, Joaquin Neiman. I don't know. He's he's playing great. Sixty-eight, sixty-four. He had the second best round of the day yesterday. Sixty-four. That's <clears throat> moving your golf ball pretty well, sir. Justin Thomas, who I think was a uh, maybe an underdog pick this week. I think a lot of people picked Jordan. I think a lot of people picked. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, we'll get to him in a little bit. Justin Thomas, another guy that I would suspect may not have the PGA as his last-ranked major he'd like to win. Another guy whose father well, and one grandfather yeah. were were PGA uh, pros. So, and he's um, got one under his belt. Yeah, true. But, but, but I would imagine it, he probably wouldn't rank that one as the fourth one. And if you look at his stats, he's like top 15 in almost every important category, and he hasn't won this year. Right now, Isn't that crazy? with Saturday, Sunday to go, you got 36 holes, he would almost have to be your favorite, right? I would, I would go with that. I mean, Will might hang in there. I don't see Mito Pereira doing it, not because we don't like him. I, just, I think it's just a um, – it might be a little too big to handle right now. But um, the last seven – 36 hole leaders at Southern Hills have won the tournament. So that bodes, if you're into that stuff, Will that bodes well for Will. Bubba Watson. So I'm watching the Golf Channel last night. I was popping in and out of the tournament, but I always watch the uh, the post game show on Golf Channel. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can catch live up from the PGA yeah. I can catch up on everything. They showed one shot of Bubba Watson, maybe two, and he was one birdie shot putt away 63. from a 62. <laughs> I t- yeah, he's but he's he's starting to get up there a little bit. But man, that guy—it just shows you one guy can get hot during a round. Yeah, and and he's also for a golf course like that, he has the creativity to where he can excel there. He just he thinks about the way 
to shape shots differently than a lot of guys, and I think a lot of times that helps in major championships. There's only two guys I'd like to see at the on the range if when you go up there on Sunday, Southern Hills. Mm-hmm. Tiger, obviously, because probably the most you'll ever see him hit a ball. Probably. And Bubba Watson. Yep. Watch him on the range. It's this creativity he has. I don't know if he's ever taken a lesson. I think it's all homegrown. Most of it, yeah. And uh, he's an he's an artist. I'll give him that. Uh, Roy McIlroy surprised everybody by shooting a 65 in the first round. Normally, that's his worst round in a major, typically. And then he just rallies. He gets so many uh, backdoor top tens because he just... He just hits the hits the foot pedal on the last three rounds. Yesterday he went 71, so he went 65-71. His driver wasn't nearly as, as good as it was on Thursday, um, but he's in the mix, and um, he's a two-time PGA Championship winner, I believe. Abraham Answer is a four-under. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick, Stewart Sink at three-under par. Stewart Sink, I think he finished third the year at the U.S. Open mm-hmm. when it was the Southern Hills in 01. Matt Kuchar, this is what's maddening about betting on this stuff. It's it's really roulette. You just got to put your chips on about nine different na- uh, numbers. Matt Kuchar has missed the cut in his last seven majors. He's two under. Cameron Smith was a popular pick this week. Uh, he's a two under par. Cameron Young, who has not won this year but playing great golf, uh, he's up there. Joaquin Neiman is at one under. Max Homa, one under. Patrick Reed, kind of surprising. He hasn't really done much this no, year. No, it's been, it's been a hot minute since we've really seen him do much of anything. Kevin Nas at one under. He's another one of those Saudi uh, league players, uh, tour players that might make the change when everything comes to fruition. Victor Hovland, I was surprised he's at even, even par because everybody said this course is all about scrambling around the greens. Yeah. And he's not good at it. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's good at everything else, he's but man, not good at it. no, uh, comparatively, sure, yeah, he really struggles with it. But he's doing okay. Tom Hoagie, for the TCU product, shot four hundred the first day. Yeah, came back to earth a little bit, but he's still at even par. Ricky Fowler made a cut. There you go. All right, plus one. Tommy Fleetwood. We haven't heard anything about him. Not much. Where's he been? He's at one uh, over. He needs to keep the beard, by the way. Aaron Wise uh, recovered. From a tee shot that smacked him right in the noggin. Former AT&T Byron Nelson champion. Yes, he is at uh, Trinity Forest. Forest, Yeah. He went down for the count. Uh, Who hit that? Uh, Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Okay, so it hit him so hard that the Sharpie mark that everybody puts on their balls to identify which ball is theirs left a mark on his hat. Yeah. Boy, that could have been way, way worse. And I wasn't sure how it happened. Um, because normally the pros know where to stand. They they get it. They know they stay out of harm's way. But Cam Smith blew it over into another fairway. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can In this for that. golf course, it is kind of compacted into a pretty small yeah. a bit of acreage. So, yeah, you will – You there is the potential for that to happen on this golf course. And, yeah, Cam Smith just hits one an entire fairway over, and, boy, it almost took, <laughs> took poor Aaron Wise's head clean off. The clock, and we finished the round. Sage Steele got hit with a golf ball, too, out there Saw that. this week. The yeah. ESPN commentator, How yeah. about that? Wear, wear a helmet uh, tomorrow. Yeah, no kidding. At least one of those, like, you know, like plastic baseball helmets. Well, then we will know. put ice cream in. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xander Shoffley, he's at one over. He's never won a major, and he's had finished uh, – uh, atop the leaderboard several times, at least close to the lead. Team Tony Finau hasn't done anything this year either. He's plus one. Jordan Spieth, plus one. Shot uh, two over on Thursday. He was in the big group with Rory and Tiger 
Uh, came back, uh, got, got a 69 yesterday. So he's kind of in the mix. He was a popular pick. This tournament, it's kind of like Rory at the Augusta. At the Augusta? At Augusta. He only has to win this. He'll be the sixth to ever win a career Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you would thought this would have been played well last week. Kind of tailor-made for him, you know, with him playing well. And, you know, he's won at Colonial before, and he referred to this as kind of a Colonial on steroids, yeah. which it very much is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Jordan maybe make a run today, go out and, you know. Obviously, there are some 62s, 3s out there, 64s. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen a few guys do it. So if he can do something like that today, he can maybe give himself a chance on Sunday if Will or Mito doesn't really uh, – go bananas today but i was talking to, to george dunham yesterday before we um did our mix with them yeah and georgie said he just needs to shoot even today and i said you know what i completely agree i don't think anybody's going to go too terribly crazy today i think if he shoots like even par one under i think he makes a cut pretty handily and that's exactly what he did so rex kepka was i thought he was going to shoot himself right out of the tournament shot still, 75 the first day he's plus two is he still hurt you know it's hard to say he's not telling anybody anything but he just doesn't look right, and he bagged out of the you're Nelson right. last just, week. Yeah, I, something about it, you're, you're correct. He just doesn't look right to me, but I, I don't know. Hideki's a three over. Uh, the cut was three over par. Uh, no, it was actually one, four. Yeah, I'm four sorry. Over, yeah. So, Tiger. Tiger, I'll tell you, of all the things he's done in his life, and a lot of them are considerable, his cut streak, 142 straight, might be the, the crowning achievement. Of what he did. Yes. And yesterday, I didn't think he'd had a snowball's chance of making the cut. He looked either. like he was, if he was going to make it on the range on Saturday, on Friday, he was going to have to do it on crutches. Yes. He he couldn't even walk from the from the media podium on Friday on Thursday without almost collapsing. And yesterday, he looked fine. Yeah, it's, what's it's, going on? Are they getting some juice? Maybe a lot of KT yeah, tape. I don't, I don't know. know what's going on. They they almost had to have nuked him with something. Can um, you do that? Can yeah. you get injected with yeah. Pelican and all that stuff? I don't see why not. Um, I, I've never heard you where you can't, but he looked. He, I didn't see him limping. He looked way better, and he grinded it out, and he he made the cut. And so he, on one leg, literally, he beat like three quarters of the field. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's just incredible. His his mental um, strength is just off the charts. Uh, let's see, Louis Oosthuizen made the cut. He got um, removed from his. Um, What's the sponsor? It's the uh, God, it's, it's the shipping company that comes to your door. Um, UPS. UPS. Yeah, they bagged on him, <laughs> and also uh, Lee Westwood. I know it's something brown. Yeah, <laughs> shipping company that comes to your door. UPS? I want to say USPS, but I know that wasn't it. So they they dropped him and uh, and Lee Westwood because they've decided to go over to the Live Tour. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And guys who missed the cut, Scotty. Six over. Yeah, that he was crater yesterday on that back nine. What did he shoot forty? Yeah. Well, he he deep six, six some DraftKings teams. Boy, he did. Guarantee you that. All right, real quick, because I know we're up against it. John Daly shot a seventy-two in the first. Kind of came back to earth because he gambled all off course. Those pictures are fantastic. God, he's funny. Him just sitting there in front of that one arm band at like with midnight. that beard <laughs> and that white hair, <laughs> sitting there just tugging a lung dart and a Miller light and. Yeah, he's a national treasure. He'll live to be a hundred. You I watch. Know. Yes. You watch. He, he's definitely on like the Keith Richards program. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, we're Eli and I are playing golf, and he goes, "Check out this bet, Rick." And I said, "What?" And he goes, "The over under on John Daly birdies on the first round is point five. I'm one. I'm sorry, anybody. That's one. All one. you have to do is get one. Now, one one and a half. Okay, now I'm starting to think a little bit. But point five. 
Why wouldn't you put money on and that? And Daly, he's still, I mean, yeah, he's not good by any stretch. not a cripple. But right, but, it, you know, he's still long enough to where, and, I mean, these guys are so good. All you've got to do is chip one in yeah. or, or hit a hit a, uh, a ball to three foot on a par three. or so. I mean, so there's an infinite number of ways these guys can make a birdie. And I just thought to myself, well, that's, got it. that's the worst bet in history. And then I started overthinking it and going, well, God, maybe they know something I don't. Of course, he goes out and he birdies the first, first two. two holes. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, that would have been the, I mean, literally easiest money you would ever make in your entire life. So I'm curious. I wonder how much they lost on that. Probably, if probably were, not much. You don't think? I wouldn't think so. I mean, it depends on where that bet was offered. I don't know if that was like a bet that was offered in Vegas or if it was like one of these online sure. things. Or, um, you know, you can get through Bovada or some of these sure. online, you can get an infinite number of prop bets. I, I would imagine it probably was on one of those sides. But over-unders are supposed to be a flip of the coin. That not was that not one. a flip. That was both heads on that. Of course. like to me. Had I put $500 on it, I'd have been <laughs> sitting there watching him just crater on the back nine. As or, he's just, or WD. Right, right. After he, three holes. He's just ripping Marlboro after Marlboro and just, you know, putting up bogey after bogey. But, yeah, I thought that was a crazy bet, too. But Yeah. Corey Connors, who normally is money, he shot plus nine. E. And Patrick Cantley looked completely wheels off. Plus 11. Yeah, I don't know what, what has happened to him. but I don't know either. But that's pretty much it. Is, uh, Daniel Berger missed okay, plus 13. I mean, but other than that, I didn't see too many huge names. These uh, major the championships, cut. man, they're, uh, they can be tough. Nick Ishi from Dallas, one of the assistants over mm-hmm. at uh, Preston Trail, he shot 78-75 trunk slam. But very cool to get to go do that, I'm sure, for, for him being a – a Dallas guy, and you know, getting to see Will at the top of the leaderboard. Hey, we've got a we got a chance that uh, the Dallas area could bring home another major this weekend. So that's pretty cool. There you go. All right, that was brought to you by the greatness of Pure Swing. I'm going to go get a little tune up today because I have some golf I got to play in the next couple of days. And uh, check them out because they do fantastic work. Ooh, breakfast! Breakfast! Look at that. Thank Ernest Bees. Thank you, sir. Well, you seen the brisket? He had like 15 briskets out there getting ready to. Uh, over here at Crest Cars. So you want to get your meat on? Come over here today. Use that as a slogan. All right, up next, make about, let's say you make a million and a half bucks. Let's say you make $140,000 in a tour event. What do you clear? We'll tell you that next. Right after we talk about the greatness of PGA Tour Superstores, I can't tell you how much of a toy store that is for me. Every time I go in there, there's something i got to get. I have spent almost more time at the new one in Arlington than I have in my own home since yeah. it opened. I am there all the time. And here's the greatness, because uh, I'm, of, I'm of a certain size that they tend to run out of my size pretty quickly for whatever reason. It's probably one of the more popular sizes. It can't be hard to get size oh. sexy. <laughs> a schmedium, whatever. But they have all the shoes you'd ever want. They have shirts. They have uh, rain gear, mm-hmm. gloves, balls. In the, and obviously the equipment is just they have everything. They have the stealth. They have all the new Callaway stuff. All of it. It's just, and they have hitting bays. You can get, this is a T-Box promotion. If you want to get a club fitting, a full bag club fitting normally costs you about 150 bucks. You sign up online, schedule a time, type in T box, you get it for free, free. And they do great work. I had yes. when I got my new irons and everything. Um, I went over to the South Lake store and they they take some time. It's pretty extensive. It's not like just okay, hit a six iron and okay, there there you go. No, I went through the whole bag. So good stuff there. And they have four stores now. They have one right down the street over here in Preston. And 121, they have the Arlington store right near Eli. Southlake, 
and one over on Accent, which will be out on June 4th. So check it out. And don't, oh, don't forget the T-Box uh, discount. Uh, spend uh, 250 bucks. mention T-Box, you get 50 bucks off. On a separate deal, spend $100, you get 20 bucks off. There you go. So if you want to spend 350 bucks, you will save $70. Not bad. Boom. That's good return on investment, I think. And if you go to the Arlington store, you have like a 65% chance of seeing me there. Yeah, that's right. Trying out stuff and wearing stuff and... <laughs> Never know. So check it out. Check out Eli in Arlington. <laughs> Maybe not this weekend. Uh, PGA Super, uh, Superstores. Ugh. Super Duper Stores. If they don't have it, you don't need it. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. All right, 9.03 on The Ticket. T-Box out of Crest Cars today. Volvo, Cadillac, Infinity. Having some good breakfast from Ernie B's, Ernest B's, Barbecue. And, uh it was, you need to go back and look and look at the 15 brisk. I, I saw them, yeah. I, I peeked my head in there earlier. Pretty darn good bark on that, suckers. Good stuff. Eli Jordan is filling in for Craig today. Craig will be back next week. I'll do a little vacation. Eli does everything for the magazine. An outstanding job and um, and gets to fill in a lot. Yeah. Do a little... Uh, Little norm action. Happy to be here, buddy. Yep. Yeah, it was good to get to uh, sit in with uh, Mikey yesterday and do a mm-hmm. little, a little Normandy invasion time slot, especially major championship week. You know how much I like to talk golf and. How much does Sorry bet on that tournament? Um, you know, I think he's kind of like us. I think he probably has a DraftKings team or two, and maybe enters like one major pool every time they come around. So I think he's got a guy though. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got a guy too that you know I'll throw twenty bucks here or there. Sure. At a certain player. Just keep it but, interesting. Yeah, just to you know, hey, my. And, you get some long odds, like, on some of these major championships, too. I mean, like, Scotty Scheffler was, like, plus 1,100 or something, like, to start the week. He was way high on DraftKings. He was the highest value at, at the value, the cost, 11.7. Yeah, and, and missed the cut. Yeah, womp, he missed womp, the cut. Womp. And there you go. All right, 9.10. Eli is fast approaching his big wedding day, and I have a couple questions for him. <clears throat> uh, but before that, um, saw this. On the internet, because that's where I do all my research. I believe everything. The internets. The internets. And I came across this blog that breaks down what a PGA Tour player makes. We're all into money. We're all into what people make and how much they net and everything. So here's the breakdown. Do we find it kind of interesting that you can just at any given time? And I feel like golf's a little bit different from, like, the other major sports. I mean, obviously you can go and you can look up exactly what Patrick Mahomes is going to make every year for the next seven years or On whatever. the field. True. Yeah. But, like, with golf, I feel like it's kind of strange. Like like our, our good friend Conrad, you know, he makes the cut last week at the Byron yeah, Nelson. About 40K? Well, yeah. I mean, you can just – but you is it weird that you can just go and, like, just look up what he made in, like, any given week? It seems like it's kind of I do. like a privacy type of thing. Like, you know, it's always – considered to be rude to ask somebody what they make you know annually it's not our generation okay so my generation i was always taught that that it was rude to ask nobody nobody offers what they make especially if it's salary because now you're being judged upon value versus if you're on commission you're kind of bringing it in on your on your own right but my kids generations and and further back they don't care who knows how much they make or they ask you know, yeah. my kid works for Facebook. He knows it, it, it's an open book. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't that understand. To be it. Like I was, I was kind of raised to, like my parents told me, like don't ever ask somebody who they voted for, and don't yep. ever ask what somebody makes. Like those are just questions that are considered to be kind of rude, and it's really none of your business. 
And I guess now is just different, but it, it is kind of weird that you can just actively look up and say, oh, well, so-and-so made thirty-eight grand last yep. week or whatever. It is interesting. Weird. Okay, so what these guys all do is they form an LLC, and not to get into accounting and everything. It's all for tax reasons because they're going to expense everything. Yes. Um, and here's a quick breakdown. They have to file state income tax uh, for each state they win money in, which a lot of people don't know this. <clears throat> I don't know if it's like this in football. I know baseball and basketball, you have to pay state uh, income tax in ev- for every game you play in that state. I'm fairly certain it's that way with all professional sports. Okay. So that I thought that was interesting. Uh, they're probably in the 37% tax bracket. Weekly caddy fee is around two grand plus any earnings. 7% of a player's earnings to the caddy, about 7% if you make the cut. A win is worth 10%. Depending on typically, who you are. Typically. Yeah. Uh, here are the uh, states where... The most PGA Tour players live, and this is based mostly on no state income tax. Um, I can take a guess that Florida is probably far and away number one. Number one with 11. Georgia is six. Uh, They have a lot of the guys that live in Sea Island area. Yeah. Arizona, four. Texas, four. Nevada, three. Oklahoma, three. So there you go. And Florida is big because, especially if you play overseas, it's right there. Yes. You know, you just hop on and go across the pond. Texas is great because it's right in the middle of the country. That's right. You're not doing, you know, coast to coast. It's about four-hour flight to just about anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So here's the support team. Usually a lot of these guys, they all have a team now, right? Swing coach, short game coach, putting coach, and a mental game yeah, coach. Yeah, they usually have some sort of sports psychologist on the roster as well. Uh, two major buckets for travel expenses, transportation and lodging. If you're a highfalutin guy, you're private jetting everywhere. Lease jets. At that least jets. leased, yeah. You might not own, but lease. I don't know anybody who would buy a jet. I'd lease it. If you're, I mean, if you're a tiger or somebody like that, you probably just, whatever, I'll buy one. Round trip from Dallas to Hilton Head costs around forty grand on a private plane. Mm-hmm. Depends on the type of plane. A King Air will run you about thirty grand. Gulfstream is about sixty grand. You're probably taking a lot of guys with you. Around I mean, the, pi- the pilots themselves are a couple grand an hour. Yep. Uh, commercially, it's four fifty. Three bedroom condo at Hilton Head will run you about five grand for the week. Mid tier hotel room about two grand. Okay. So let's break this down. So Jordan Spieth, he won the RBC Heritage. Okay. Uh, he won a million four. Not bad. That's pretty good payday. Federal income tax. And are there any are there any PGA Tour events now where a victory nets you less than a million dollars? No, I think they're, they're all not on the PGA Tour. Now. No, no. In fact, I, I don't I, I don't think it's much less than them. If it's a regular tour event, not a not a satellite, not a uh, off event. Sure, you know, like, like a like Barracuda or something, or something like that. Yeah. Like that yeah. I think it all has to be over a million and a half now. So million four. Federal income tax takes out five hundred and thirty-two thousand. So that's a third of it gone like that. Southern Cal- Southern California state income tax, hundred grand. They're, we're up to about six fifty. Yeah, no state income tax for Texas. Caddy uh, fee. I'm gonna bet Michael Greller makes more than two grand a week. Um, for a win? No, I'm just saying on, on a salary. I'm gonna say they've been around a while. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think two grand a week's probably relatively fair, considering he gets to travel for free. He gets to you know fly private and do all that stuff. Well, maybe he's well. I mean, he's I, got a, he's got I, he doesn't stay with uh, Jordan the whole time. 
They, a lot of guys, they get their own rooms. Well, that's, they, no, no, that's true, but he's flying with Jordan. Maybe. I bet he probably is. Well, think about this. He lives up in Seattle. Okay. So he's not going to fly unless he's going to fly to Dallas, then fly to Hilton Head. Which is possible. I'm, I'm betting he flies commercial, unless they're going overseas. or. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's my guess. So since you get 10% uh, caddy, if uh, your guy wins, that's 144 grand. Well, uh, so I would guess that guys like Jordan, Justin Thomas, the, the guys that win really regularly on tour, like Tiger, mm-hmm. they're probably not paying their caddies 10% for a win because they win so much and I'll, win so often. I'll bet it's either two things. And I, I, we can ask Conrad or somebody else. I would guess it's probably a little less. I'm betting they either make more salary and Could less be. on a win, or they'll say, yeah, give me the win. Because how many you – know, Win twice a year, three times a year is a great year. Yeah, uh, the players say I'll take my chances on. I'll pay you ten percent. Could be, yeah, very, very well could be. But if you're a guy like Tom Hoagie, yeah, you're probably paying the guy ten percent. Yeah, caddy win percentage one hundred forty four. Support team percentage. So that's your trainer, that's your but that's your short game, your regular swing coach, your psychologist. Maybe you have a. Massage, I don't, who knows. Your Randy Smith and your Damon Goddard and yeah. guys like that, that that handle the physical aspects of it. And they get 7%. Okay. Okay, so that's another hundred grand. Pretty close, 70000 So figure Jordan, he's, uh, you know, he pl- definitely flies private, there's no doubt. That's fifty grand. How much of that does Under Armour foot the bill for? Because I uh, know Under Armour's let him use their jet before. Yeah, that's a good question. Don't know. Uh, and then tra- so travels fifty grand. So out of a a million four forty, he's going to net five hundred thousand, a third. Now that doesn't suck. No, it's a, but I mean, boy, that's a big chunk, though. I mean, you're talking about a million dollars that he's giving up. So let's look at a guy that's more towards more down the list a little bit. Let's say Joel Dahman. He came in twelfth at the Heritage. He won a hundred and forty grand. After everything that we uh, discussed earlier. He's got to pay Arizona State income tax too. That's sixty three hundred. Um, he nets forty five grand on one hundred and forty thousand dollars. But Joel Damon, he probably doesn't have the extensive team that someone like Jordan does, right? Well, again, if you go off percentages, and certainly the guys that, he, that that maybe are working with him don't charge as much as maybe someone could be that would be working with Jordan. So I didn't realize this. The support team takes a percentage typically. I didn't know that, and so that's ninety eight hundred. If you take seven percent, so yeah, so you net out about a hundred grand less off the hundred and forty than normal. I just thought it was real interesting. And so when you say these guys are making bank and they're doing all this other stuff, yeah, they are the yeah. guys that are making cuts and and then all, their pension is swelling like nobody's business. But um, yeah, the net net. It's not as much as you would think. No, it isn't. And we all pay that, right? It's a very, very interesting case study to, to hear that if you win a million and a half dollars in a golf tournament, you're basically taking home a third of that. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. And it all depends on your level of poverty, no, right? No. Mm-hmm. Some guys might get a house. Some guys say, screw it, I'm just going to get a hotel room. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Well, I, I think a lot of that's why you see these guys when they are actually actively playing whatever professional sport it is, whether it be golf or Major League Baseball or basketball or whatever, 
they oftentimes have these big, giant homes. And then when they retire after a couple of years, they go, whoa, well, that money's flying out the door pretty quick. I better downsize. Let me take a guy like uh, like Vernon Wells. Mm-hmm. Vernon Wells has a, had a huge house up at Vaquero. It had like a water park, and it was, you know, just this ridiculous giant mansion. Well, about three or four years after he retired, he decided to sell it because, I mean, you know, he's kind of an empty nester guy now, and it's like, what, you know, what am I going to do with all this property? You know, it just doesn't make sense to have this giant you know, where I've got to pay for landscaping and air con- you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's Oh, yeah, expensive. the other thing they didn't bring up is a lot of times they'll have their own chefs. Sure. Because they're all on these strict guys. diets yeah, and all absolutely. that stuff. So cost money to make money, that is, my I friend. I think the one thing that if I was, if I was stupid rich like that, <laughs> I mean, obviously the private jet would be fabulous, but I would 100% have a like a, a dietitian that would, because I'm just a fat idiot and it would be very beneficial for me to have someone cook for me all the time i would love it i think i would eat healthier too i think I would. yeah oh 100 percent. yeah if, if yeah. i just was sitting there and the guy walked up and said <coughs> uh-oh oh, <laughs> take two nurse um, stat yeah if you were uh someone walked up and set your asparagus and your grilled chicken in front of you every night you'd be like all right cool i agree agreed all right that was brought to you by the greatness of the city of Arlington golf courses. You have Rangers, Texas Rangers, which is awesome. Tierra Verde, which will be uh, – you better play that fairly quickly. They're going to be shutting down here soon for full renovation, greens and bunkers. And then you have the greatness of Lake Arlington, which is going to be up on uh, Golf Blues here. You know what, Lake soon. Arlington, very, very underrated municipal I golf agree. course. The Texas Junior Golf Tour had an event out there a couple years back, and – it got rave reviews from all the players, so yep. it's a it's a good golf course. Michael uh, Bernieberg over there, the yep. head pro, good super man. super good dude, and yeah, go see our Arlington golf guys. I live over in Arlington, so I play there all the time. There you go. All right, a little wedding talk with uh, Eli coming up next. Before that, let's talk about the greatness of Pure Swing. I tell you, those guys, it's right across. It's on uh, Alpha, uh, right to the west of the Galleria, off Inwood. These guys, Anthony Broussard and his staff, do a fantastic job. They have great uh, uh, swing simulators there. They'll give you all the numbers you ever want. I've been a, my whole life, I've been a fader of the golf ball at the very best. Fades turned into slices. He fixed me. I have to go back because over time, I haven't been there in a while. I need a tweak. So I'm going to go there today and uh, set me up with some drills and everything. I said, wow, it is possible to draw a driver. And I, I think I, would, I got longer by at least a club, and it, it's fun. And if you're serious about the game, you want to put some time into it, don't go there expecting magic if you're not going to practice it off. No doubt. Offline. But uh, those guys do such a fantastic job over there. We've sent millions of clients over there, and they have all loved it. I can tell you that I played with Anthony about two weeks ago at Hurricane Creek. He's a stick. He is a, re- Te- a fantastic Texas player. Champ. Absolutely. A great player. But he gave me, and I have not been in to see him yet in his studio and take a lesson from him, but he gave me one tip. I asked him a question, and I said, I, I keep towing my irons. Yep. I'm hitting them out on the toe. He gave me one swing tip, and since then I've been hitting my irons. Yeah, you're flushing it. Flush. Yep. One yep. tip. It's, you need somebody else to take a look at it. Why, why continue with bad habits, right? If you want something to change, you got to change yourself, right? So check it out. Anthony also has uh, three other instructors that are stellar. I mean, they all work under the same guys. So whether you get Anthony or Chad or somebody else, they'll all teach you roughly the same way, and it's good stuff. Again, I can't wait to go there after the show today. And they also do uh, Aimpoint. 
you know, that new way these guys are looking at greens and they put up fingers and all that. It looks like hieroglyphics to me. But uh, they've helped out guys uh, read greens pretty well. And so check it all out. It's Pure Swing Golf. Good guys over there, and they will take excellent care of your game. 96.7 and 13.10, the TIG. All right, we're at the greatness of Crest Cars today. Just had a scrumptious breakfast from Ernest B's at Barbecue. Stellar stuff. So if you want to come by, get your car worked on or buy a car, get yourself some BBQ. Take good care of you. Boy, and they, it will, uh, you remember like the old cartoons where the grandmother would set a pie like on the. Yep. And the, it, all it, would re- and it would reach out and yep. grab the cartoon character. That's what it's like when you pull in the parking lot here. As soon as you get out of the car, you can just oh. smell smoking meats. Yes, you can. Nothing like smoking meats. All right, 930. We'll touch upon Phil, his absence this week, and one uh, past champion has kind of a hot sports opinion. Kind of surprised I saw that. Uh, the weather is brought to you by Ham's Meats and Market over in McKinney. If you get a chance, if you haven't been to downtown McKinney, it's a cool place. Yeah, I went there last week. Area, yeah. But Tony and his wife, Sarah, good people, and they have the meats, let me tell you. And they have a bunch of uh, sides that you can get. and It's all good stuff out there at Ham's Meat and market all right the weather might be a little bit of rain today we could certainly use it the drought is nigh upon us might rain about three o'clock and maybe around eight o'clock tonight it's going to get colder up at southern hills in tulsa not as cold as they thought but uh, you'll probably be comfortable this weekend yeah sunday's supposed to be really really nice um I haven't brought a little, uh, like, uh, short sleeve little pole. No way. Just in case tomorrow morning. Wow. I think it's supposed to be, like, in the high 40s. How cold does it have to be for you to go in long pants? Mm, 30? Yeah, it's got to be probably 40 or below. I mean, I wear jeans sometimes. You're the anti-Craig. If it's under 75 degrees, he's in a... He's in a yeah, snowsuit. Yes, he's in a parka. All right, so Eli Jordan, who's filling in for Craig today... Is getting married in less than a month. June 11th. And I uh, I get to see him on a regular basis. And I can always tell something's up with him because there's something going on with a wedding. Planning a wedding is a necessary evil. Um, I always giggle at the people that get married a second time and they've learned. And they just go to the justice of the peace and maybe they'll have a reception a little bit afterwards. Uh, but the first time around, you're going to go full money. And it's and it's mostly because of the bride. Guy, grooms don't care. Grooms don't really yeah, have anything to do with it. I, I will say that uh, my fiance Stephanie, she has not been a real bridezilla. Good. I and mean, there are a few things that she kind of you know had opinions on, but she wasn't really dug it. Her mom was more the one that was kind of like, oh, I really would like for this to be this way and this to be this way. And is she an only daughter? She is. Okay, she's so got, that she, matters. That, there's no doubt. She's yeah. got two brothers. Um, and they're both married. They're mm-hmm. younger, but yes, it's her only daughter. So I totally understand. She wants things to look a certain way and and and, and hey if, if she's she's the one kind of footing the bill for the whole thing so whatever if that's the way she wants it that's great and she hasn't been too terribly difficult to work with about the whole thing so yeah it's, it's gone pretty smooth really all right so first question have you gone over budget yet um I, that's a good question i'm not exactly sure what the budget was i think we're is there pro- one yeah uh, yes. usually it's a rumor yeah i mean <laughs> it, it there is and i will say that uh, and i mentioned this yesterday when i was talking to mike soroy about this the uh the p1s have really come through uh, i mean huge if you need a guy for us yeah um because every time i've needed some sort of like recommendation for like the photographer for example mm-hmm. like you know maybe four or five months ago i sent out a tweet and i said hey just looking for recommendations on a photographer for uh, for our wedding in yep. June, 
And I had a, a P1 that's a huge listener. He reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'm certainly willing to do it. You know, I'm a big, big fan, love the station, and, and I'd love to come out and photograph you. We met with him. Nice. Super nice guy. P1s he, are awesome. And he gave us a little, you know, like, hey, you work for the ticket discount type of thing, which was, which was awesome. See, here's the um, thing, too. I don't mind paying. No, I just want them to do all. a good job. Yeah, absolutely. That's no. it. And, and that's what I told him. I said, "Hey, man, I, you know, I don't, I'm not looking to, to cheap out here. I just honestly was looking for recommendations. Is, you know, I'd, I'd rather give my business to like somebody that's local, absolutely. rather than some big company. And and uh, so that's that's kind of how we found like the car service, the photographer, our DJ, like all kind of like connections through radio industry and stuff like that. And so it's been it's been good. So that saved us some money. Anything you decided not to do? Uh, well. I, I tried really, oh. really hard to get her to sign off on letting me have a golf simulator at uh, at the reception. Was that she, run? And she, so I had a guy reach out to me and say, "Hey, man, if you want to have portable a portable golf, golf simulator, yeah, if okay. you want to have a golf simulator at the reception, we'll just come and set it up. Yep. Like, you know, we're not going to charge anything." And and I was like, "Dude, that would be awesome!" And she just, I would not do it <laughs> because she said that she thought all the guys would get too distracted by it and they'd just be over there jacking exactly the whole <laughs> that, time yeah and, that's the whole point yeah, Stephanie. And, well i told yeah. her i said you know here's the deal you could set it up to where you could do like a close to the pin contest or something right. where everybody gets two swings and then you got to move on or whatnot you know everybody just getting i like the them. idea though i do too i, thought it, was, a little I carnival. thought it was a good idea and she was just was not having it hmm. um okay so you got ixnate on that anything else like did you get a videographer and a photographer no just just photographer good. we're not because you'll never watch the video because you'll never it, watch it's, it it's really expensive yeah. too it's just not worth it um yeah, no, I mean, I think everything's been it's been pretty good so far. We don't really have anything left as far as major type uh, stuff. We went and got an estimate for like all the uh, booze we're gonna buy, sure. you know, like that kind of stuff. So that's so booze. Did you go open bar but limited to certain like beers, so, wine, um, and one our, bourbon? Our, our good friend at Tito's Ben Twist, hey now, is, uh, getting me some love some, the ticket some hookups. Tito's vodka, okay. um, for the wedding. And so we're gonna do a, a couple of signature cocktails. We're gonna do a spiked Arnold Palmer, okay, good old Tito's iced tea lemonade combo, and then we're gonna do a transfusion, which is what is that? Tito's ginger ale and grape juice. Interesting. They're delicious. Really? Uh, so we're going to do two signature cocktails, and then we're going to have beer and wine. So, Perfect. Because mm-hmm. I always say, you know, I don't want guys taking, ripping Jägermeister shots. Well, here's the other thing, too. Here's the other thing, too. One, one, it's a liability. Mainlining fireball. And, one, it's a liability if they get hammered. Correct. Two, I'm of the guys that, as long as the food's decent and there's enough liquor, doesn't have to be top, top end or anything, it's Free to the people that are showing That's up. That's correct. You get what you get, Beggars and you'll can't like be it. Choosers. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, we're, we don't have like a nice 18 year old Macallan for you to sip on during the reception, but you'll live. And here's the other thing too. It's kind of like when you have kids, and they come over for sleepovers and everything. You have half drank bottles of everything. Yes. And it drives me crazy. People forget where they set them. (laughs) Well, not only that, it's free. Yeah. So some guy wants a, you know, a a big snifter of McCallum, and he drinks half of it, and, yeah, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Well, that was like 20 bucks. That was like a $30 ounce of scotch you just left sitting there. Yeah. Okay. But, no, it's going to be fun. I mean, you know, we're just going to do kind of the standard, you know, Miller Lite, Coors Light. Good for you. Good for you. So, yeah, it'll be fun. All right. So the question I have is, because I asked you yesterday, what – Where's your uh, where are you registered at? Mm-hmm. And uh, you gave me the link, and I start perusing all the things on there. 
who decides that? How do you figure out? Because there's there's no limit on what you can ask for, right? Uh, well, I mean, I think you try and keep it within reason. Um, I didn't see anything at four figures. No, <laughs> but but the thing is, you know, like at, at our age, like if you're 23 and you're kind of just starting out, and maybe you're getting ready to buy your first home or yeah. whatever, you need like a lot of Everything. stuff. Yeah. Like with us, it was more like, well, we have you know pillows and plates and glassware and like you know coming out of our nose i mean because we toaster we lived separately before and so she had stuff and then i had stuff and then now we've you know we combined our stuff and so we were we were kind of it almost had to be kind of like novelty stuff like well i guess i could use a mandolin or you know like (laughs) i guess we could use some new steak knives right you know just things like that because we already had like stuff right and um yeah, I mean, and, and and we we've gotten a lot of a lot of the stuff we registered for. We've been gifted, which has been amazing. I mean, I've got fabulous friends and family, and they're they're willing to do that for us, which was great. So, but, do people just send them to you, or do they bring them to the wedding? So we, I just I'd rather just send it. There to was you. that's what that's what's happened predominantly. I don't think people really bring the gifts to the wedding anymore. I think they just if it's like especially if it's Amazon or whatever, they just order it. Would be like the Masters, ship. just ship it over. That's right, and and I'm telling you, there was a good. Two and a half week period there, where every day when we got home there were two or three boxes on the. Okay, porch. cool. And we none of it's it like got, Christmas every it day. Got, it really was. I mean, and none of it got pirated, which is cool. Um, and what's the dress code? So you're 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 very country. You like wearing boots and jeans. Yeah. Are you uh, tuxing it up? No, we're gonna do it's the the actual ceremony is gonna be outdoors. It'll only be like probably fifteen twenty minutes, so okay. it's gonna be warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm doing like the. It's gonna almost kind of be more like beach wedding wear, like linen pants and like kind of a button up, just kind of white shirt that I'm gonna roll the sleeves. So tank on. top and that out of the question. Uh, no tank top. Checking. <laughs> um, but no, the wedding will be probably more. <laughs> Uh, semi-formal. I mean, there'll be people there that are wearing suits, but there'll probably be a couple of guys in jeans and boots. And you Okay, know. good. As long as everybody's comfortable. Yeah, for Everything sure. Everything is, is so dummy down like, now, it's right? It's not like, you know, one of these, if you were to go to a wedding at like somewhere like Shady Oaks, where everybody's going to be probably wearing a tux, you know, or a really, really nice suit. Well, do the maids of honor and they, on her side, do they have to buy a certain dress? No, so, and that's one of the things that we... Which is good. I'm glad you're not was, doing that. Well, we... Because you wear it once. So, for me, <laughs> I could have had... 10 groomsmen if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it seemed excessive, and I didn't want to have a lot of people have to go out and buy some sort of sure. outfit or whatever. So we just decided we were going to do just just a maid of honor and just the best man. And that made it real easy. Good for you. So, yeah, it's, it, it's it, again, we're I'm 41 years old and she's 39, mm-hmm. so... We, we're trying to make this as painless and simple as possible. Okay, good. Every, everything's come together, though. It's I'm looking forward to it. Well, right, you, ready to be over with. But I was going to say, you are getting a little more relaxed, but for a while there, you were like, oh. <laughs> Well, it's just because it's like every day it just seems to be kind of an onslaught of questions. Like, oh, what do you want to do about this? What do you want yeah. to do? And I don't want to seem aloof. No, like no, I, I get it. I don't care. But there are some things Those where things like, are just aren't important for the group. I, I, I don't care. If like, you're happy wife, happy life. Exactly. Whatever you want to do. And as that long was as my answer to probably 85% of the questions was... Well, how do you feel about it? Yeah. Do you like there it? There you go. Does your mom You're like learning. it? Then, You're learning. Then let's do it. That's a good call. You're already off on the right track. All right. That's a little wedding talk. It's 935 on the Ticket Tee Box out at Crest Cars today. Infinity, Volvo, and Cadillac. Great models in all three brands. Get a good cup of joe. They have breakfast here. It's all good here at Crest Cars. Up next, there's one guy that's uh, uh, he's missing this week. And I'm wondering if that was a good thing or not. One guy, one past champion says it's absolutely great he's not there, which surprised me. We'll talk about that next. We're going to have to talk about the greatness of 
the Arkansas Hot Springs. Oh, my goodness. Craig went there, and he absolutely loved it. They have stay-and-play packages that's part of eight golf courses. Eight! And there's a private country club there. Eight! Uh, Yeah, it is eight. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. So, and it's all very reasonable. One thing about Arkansas, you can get some incredible services, incredible packages for a song. I mean, it is, uh, and that's the way it should be. And it's beautiful up there. The drive up there is about four and a half hours. It's pretty. It's not like driving to Lubbock, (laughs) which is not my favorite drive. I love it catching stray bullets here. No, because I've driven that road, and it's about the same distance. And one is definitely prettier. Arkansas is gorgeous. I mean, it's just green, and it's got elevation, and it's got hills, mountains. It is all good there. So check it out. It's, um, It's the Hot Springs. It's Arkansas Hot Springs, and it is beautiful, and you will absolutely love it. Check it out at explorethevillage.com. Explorethevillage.com. It's Hot Springs Village in Arkansas, and I guarantee, I guarantee you're going to love it. Prove me wrong on the ticket. And Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, the ticket. All right, all right, all right. It's 941 on the ticket. It's the Eli Show today. Eli Jordan filling in for Craig today. And you can reach us at, at the Eli Jordan or at Arnett Rick if you want to tweet, comments. We'll take anything. We like feedback from the listeners. Uh, let's see. We will mix with somebody at 9.50. Who's filling in for you today? It's a great question. I'm thinking it is the uh, Ryan Medellin. All right. Uh, and they're at Speedway, aren't they? Yes. Okay. So we'll, yes, they are. Hopefully, Ryan will have a better joke this week. <laughs> I still don't, it's even, a low get, bar. I don't even get it. I didn't either. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll talk to them in a bit. Uh, this is brought to you by the greatness of Crest Cars. Um, just talking about that uh, that new XC60 T8 Recharge Polestar. 455 horsepower. Reviewed it for the magazine for the June issue. And 0 to 60 in four and a half seconds. I was having so much fun blasting around town in that thing. I kind of wish you'd let me drive that around the block just so I can see how different it is compared to mine. Because it's uh, the same body style. It's basically oh, the yeah. same SUV, but it's got a little more pep. I a think. lot more pep. It is a killer. Hey, mine uh, Mine has a little get up and go now. It'll it'll run. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying yeah, that. I'm just saying this one, this one is, uh, well, it's just, just A rocket faster. ship, huh? It is faster. Love it. All right, before we get to uh, all that, <clears throat> Phil Mickelson did not show up this week. So strange to me still. Well, he's, uh, I would say it's one of the bigger accomplishments in all of golf. He's the oldest major winner ever at 50. Um, it was his only top 10 last year. Even more amazing. You talk about under the radar, the guy that comes through. But with all the things going on, and he shot his mouth off about the Saudis, and it just it just turned into a marketing nightmare. Sure and did. I know he's playing, because I've seen it on Twitter, and they've had videos of him playing down in San Diego. Um, there were rumors he was had a Yeti beard, and not quite I still that never, bad. I never saw that photo. but I didn't either. But Dave Stockton, uh, two-time PGA champion, he's an old Um He's known now more for giving uh, putting lessons. Uh, awesome putter back in his day. He essentially said, good riddance, we don't miss you. You'd be way too much of a distraction. 
I'm not so sure about that. Um, at some point, at some point, he's going to have to come back and play. Does, does he want to do it? A, should he go to a Barracuda like a type event? Just to just absorb a little all off those the bullets, radar, yeah, from the yeah. media. Because I mean, because he we, he is correct in the fact that he would have been the center of attention for most of the media, especially early in the week. They would have been asked, it would have been question after question of oh. Do you hey. think the other players would have cared? I think it takes the anus off them. <laughs> no, it, because the questions cared, they normally get are stupid. Most of them, yes. Most of the questions just – they have to do it every week. Like, uh, yeah, after uh, Thursday's round, somebody asked um, Rory, so did you plan on shooting a score like that today? Is that good? Huh? Yeah, I mean, right. kudos what? to what? him for not good calling him an question. idiot. Yeah, what oblivion. But um, – so maybe that would be the case. He plays an off event, mm-hmm. an alternate event, so that maybe there'd be less media, although I would argue that there'd be more media at that than there would be at the PGA Tour event that week if they know who's showing up. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's he's going to have to – he's going to have to sit – in front of the Grand Inquisition, yep. at, at least once, it's going to have to happen. If he wants to play again on the tour, he's going to have to sit there and he's going to have to just—he's going to have to take it in shorts. Or he doesn't; he just goes straight to the Live Tour. Because I guarantee they—they they paid him a boatload of money to be the front man, and I think probably in order to get that, if he hasn't already gotten it, that he might have to show up there when they go play over in London. I, I'm going to ask you, and I want you to be perfectly honest with me. Sure. This Saudi tour, do you have any interest in watching this? Any? No. I don't either. I don't. Not a bit. No. I, and we. This is what we do for a living: is follow the game of golf. I'd rather and watch talk about the game of golf. And I have no interest in adding yet another tour onto my. I've got to keep up with this list. I would rather don't watch care. a corn ferry. Hundred percent. Okay. So here's here's a hypothetical. So the PGA Tour got high and mighty, and they said, you know, we're not going to release anybody out of their PGA Tour membership, whatever that is. Let's say Tiger decided to – he asked for a release. He's playing he's, – he's healthy. He's playing well. Does the PGA Tour have the stones enough to say, that's fine, Tiger, but you can't come back? No. That's no, what I'm thinking. No, they don't. Right? And so if that was the case, it's kind of like when he got Stevie Williams to be able to wear shorts. When they were playing at the showdown of Sherwood, and it was like 100 degrees, and and Tiger says, if he can't wear shorts, then I ain't playing. Well, guess what? Yeah, he showed they, up in they shorts. Caved. Yeah. So that would be my thing. So what I think that PGA says, you know, we've thought about this. We talked to our legal people. Let's amend this a little bit because we can't lose our number one card. Well, I mean, in the PGA Tour, they are not naive enough to not realize that tiger is the one that butters their bread i mean the ratings i mean they are every time he makes the cut in a major championship they are just probably over the moon because that means viewership goes up advertising dollars go up for those next two days when tiger's not around for the weekend it it barely moves the needle but now since the way how his body is or isn't um you might just see him for the rest of the year just play majors Oh, I think 100%. Just once a month. Yeah, I completely agree. But, okay, so if you go down that list, you go start with uh, Tiger, and then everybody else. There's a big chasm between Tiger and everybody else, right? Would they? Would the PGA Tour have relented if Rory said, yeah, I kind of want to play. The, I want to try these guys out. Would they have altered it, altered I think it for him? Rory and Mickelson kind of, to How about me, Jordan? fall in the same category. How about Jordan? 
Jordan, I think, is the second most popular player in the world. Uh, I would agree with you. Well, in the world, I think Rory's probably still worldwide probably more popular. Mm. But over here, over here, I would probably give you Jordan. He's definitely the most intriguing. I mean, he's he just seems to kind of – he'll miss these two footers, and he's always kind of talking to the golf ball. and He's, uh, he's Mickelson light. A little bit. Right? Yeah, a little he bit. Because he's a short game outside of his putting. His short game is off well, the charts. I mean, and his, his, putt, his putting's – Good sometimes yeah. too. I mean, it yeah, hasn't been recently. Not. Yeah, but it's uh, you know every now and again he'll catch a hot putter and he'll just start making twenty footers like they're nothing. I mean, it, he's a very fun to watch player. So, do you think Tiger would have been the only person to have to make the PGA Tour cave? Probably. Kind of thinking that too, and I think everything would have been fine, and they would have figured. Now here's the other question: even if you wanted to watch it, it might be on YouTube. That's there hasn't been a network to pick it up. The Live Tour. So how are they? How are they going to make money to pay these ridiculous purses? Like, because the guys that are backing it are multi-billionaires. Yeah, they don't care. I don't know. Now it's an ego thing. They're going to make this thing work if it kills them. Well, that's fine, but they may never make a nickel off of it. Yeah, I think. But at some point, I don't care how much money you have. You're, well, ego you're gets gonna involved, the, You're going to pull the plug on Maybe. A, an investment that's not making you anything. What they need to do is they need to. Uh, obviously, Phil can't do it. Because he says dumb things, Greg Norman most definitely says dumb things. They need to take him off being the figurehead of that tour. Because when he said, when they asked him, do you still feel, do you still feel any reservations about the guys that are backing this? Uh, you know, the atrocities. Right. And he goes, yeah, you know, I, I get it, and and I think they realize they we all make mistakes. No, that's we all make mistakes. What? Yeah, beheading somebody. Right. That's it's a yeah. little bit more than that. Yeah, honor killings is not a mistake. And then he also says something about I don't. Have, they asked him about something else, and he, his retort was, "I don't. In my, in my best recollection, I don't think I have any gay friends." I was like, "What?" I was, so they what, need what to take that him. I, that exactly. They need to take him off the pedestal and just let somebody else be the figure. Oh, nobody. You know, no, nobody's got to be better than him at this point. Yeah. he's just he has no filter. Yes. And well, I think he's also kind of. Always has been, just kind of. He's like Phil. He's kind of one of those fig jammy guys where mm-hmm. he thinks he can kind of just say whatever and he'll be able to get away with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. This whole thing to me, like, to be honest, and and, and this is not any kind of uh, knock on you for bringing it up, but I am so tired of talking about this Saudi league. I don't care. I agree. I like. I'm not going to watch it. I have no interest in watching it. I don't care who plays in it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I could not care any less. And I, like, I, I don't care. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, even if they play in Abu Dhabi. But right. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. Oh, Craig, you're a guest. All right, so there you go. We'll see how this all plays out. But, yeah, I kind of miss not seeing Phil there this week, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe he just wasn't mentally ready. And if that's the case, then more power to him, right? All right, uh, up next we will mix with Ty Walker and Ryan Medellin, who hopefully will have a better joke this time. We the, think. The bar we is think low. that's who we're mixing with. But before that, let's talk about the greatness of getting your house painted by Preston Painting. PrestonPainting.com. The man who runs that is Bourbon. He needs to call me because I've got some painting needs. Bourbon, you property. need to call Eli. And you only need, he's a guy that needs to be a celebrity and just have one name. Go by Bourbon. I've never heard like anybody in, in all my years on this Prince earth. Or yep, anybody. Bourbon. And they came out, and they did a good job on, on Craig's house. They fixed some uh, 
much needed things at my house. I had a leak in my in my ceiling, and they said we're not going to uh, paint that until you get that fixed because it's just going to happen again, right? That's right. Thank you. So I got the roof fixed, and then they came out and painted. It looks gorgeous. It, it's nothing. Fresh coat of paint is like putting flowers in your yard or something. It's instant gratification, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to wait anything to grow or anything else. It is super, and they do. They're very meticulous. They come out in this team, and they pop it out in in due time. They cover everything up, and uh, when you get back, it looks like they were never there except for the paint. So you do exterior and yes, interior? Yes, he does. Call me Bourbon. I need an estimate. There you go. Bourbon, I hope you're listening. All right, check him out. It's Preston Painting, PrestonPainting.com. They will take care of all your exterior, interior paint needs. Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, the t- I think that was a fun show today. Eli Jordan, thanks for filling in today, my friend. Sure thing, buddy. And uh, hopefully the PGA Championship will give us some thrills. I'm, yeah. I, I just want a good tournament. It's like any sport. I just want something close that entertains me mm-hmm. at the end. That's, I don't want blowouts. Um, it would definitely be cool to be uh, be in the house for Will Z's first major championship and being a Dallas guy. And How about we, that? Be you know, two Dallas uh, champions back in a row, back. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people thank today, Eli. To you and to uh, Kern, great job as always. Back at the station, Jay King and Jonathan Dodd. Next week we'll be right back here for our customary uh, last Saturday of the month hour to hear Crest Cars. And, uh, Jay, I need you to do some on-air producing. Can you please, before we mix with uh, Country Cartel. Oh, see what you need. Can you pull up the e-break from yesterday, Ryan Medellin's e-break? Oh, yes. Let me go uh, dig in this file real fast. All right. We'll, we'll vamp for a bit. Yeah. As, uh, dig in that file, baby. Are you uh, picking anybody in particular for this weekend? Hmm. I got to go. I, I, if I was going to bet, that's what I'm thinking. And right, right now, consistent. Will Z is still the odds favorite, like the live odd betting favorite. And Will won't crumble. Uh, just JT's two. Mika Ferreira is not their second favorite. I don't know if uh, Will has led a tournament. Going, I don't think he has. I can't remember. But uh, He was still in second in the Masters, right? Yeah, I'm still thinking that if you're one shot off the lead, it's way better than being in the lead. I know a lot of pros say, no, I'd rather have the lead. I'd, every pro would tell you they'd rather have the lead. But sleeping in on a su- Saturday night, and I don't know. One shot, what's one shot? I, I know. I'd, for, for I'd those rather pros, get a good I sleep. think they'd rather have the one shot. I know. Well, maybe I'm looking at my own feebleness. So that's that's what I'm doing. All right. We bring on, without uh, further ado, the dynamic duo of Country Cartel. I think this is Cartel Force. I'm the yeah, country. Oh, you're it's the Cartel country. Force. Eli yeah, is the apparently. country in the equation. Country <laughs> Cartel Force. And I'm just going to add it all together. Somebody referred to me as inbred on the Ticket Reddit nice. a couple <laughs> days ago. It's was, nicer than really some of the nice. things they've told about me on there Jeez. really appreciate it that's Country a healthy place over there I, be- I believe the uh believe the comment was who is that inbred that ty does the show with wow assuming they were referring to me hey, that's probably me. listening yeah they were probably talking about birmingham <laughs> yeah it's probably matt <laughs> all right so last week we hearkened back because ryan was uh with sean bass it was craig and i and we were doing our mix and uh, it's an enjoyable mix. Of course, they always are. <laughs> you and didn't the, say that with much conviction, though. And then at the very end, Ryan decides to do this. Hit it, Jay. I'm going Mavs because I wouldn't have to get a passport to go to the Mavs' <laughs> son, so that's look pretty cool. <laughs> I have a hypothetical. Uh, smirch a playoff. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys like camping? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. If we went, if Craig I asked it, if it's a like, four-star like hotel. It. I like it if it's at the Four Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> 
If we went camping together and you guys woke up all wet, would you tell anybody? From rain? Bye guys. All right, all right. Let me let me, right, come, Ryan, to, explain, let me come to my please. defense, my own defense here, because I was hosed by some I can't wait. cheap editing. Okay. Cheap editing. Well, what did they I did not edit, edit this. Out, like the other fifteen. No, I'm not. I'm not talking or? about you, Jay. I'm talking about Jer because y'all had given us a hypothetical. Would we rather see a game seven for the Mavs or the game seven for the Stars? Which one would we rather go to? And so then okay. we talked that out, and then I gave you guys a hypothetical. It was fair, but it, it just sounded like out of the blue I pulled out a I, hypothetical. Okay, so I need someone to – Sean, <laughs> I think, briefly tried to explain the joke after the layout. I, I don't get it. What, so, what, okay, I didn't get it. Craig didn't it again. get it. You didn't get it. The Musers didn't get it, and neither did Sean. So no, the, the Musers got it. They just didn't want to say it on air. Okay, they, so they didn't explain, have the explain the joke to me. I don't think Gordon did. Can you not say it on air? No, you can. No, yeah, you can. Because they did. Deliver yeah, it again. Sean. Sean. Yeah, deliver it again. See if it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me just do that here at Torchy's Tacos in the infield. I'm sure they would all love that humor. Oh, come on. It's, all, it's just radio. All right, go ahead. We're sorry. We're stepping on you. <clears throat> you. You want me to do it again? Yes. Yes. Okay. And action. Uh, yes. Do you guys like camping? Sure. I love camping. Yes. If we went camping and you guys woke up all wet, would you tell anybody? Nah. Probably not. You want to no. go camping? <laughs> see, see what he did there. I see still what don't get the joke though. What's funny about that? Because it's it kind of in, it's an First. insinuation. It's an insinuation that he's going camping with you, and something untoward is going to happen. Where he's having happy times while we're sleeping. Yes. See. Isn't that hilarious? I, no. I can hardly hear you guys. Not really? My ribs are still hurting. <laughs> yeah. You, are you, is, this a, is this like a tinkle joke, or is this the other stuff? It's, it's whatever your mind want it, wants it to be, Eli. <laughs> tinkle stuff. Tinkle joke. I haven't heard I that yeah, called tinkle in a long is. time. He's the yeah, tinkle comic, everyone. Oh, right, tinkle a, stuff is funny. That's a joke. <laughs> I support you, Ryan. Thank you, Ty. At least I'm surprised you didn't hours. win that. It wasn't, it wasn't a stellar week for e-breaks. I thought for sure you were going to get it. Yeah, there was so a lot of anybody, uh, part-time Jay, players involved in this. this. What is the record for the longest layout? Boy, that's a good question. Oh, Lord. That, that had to be right there at least 10, 15 10. seconds. So I bet there's yeah. some that at least 20 seconds. I would bet. Well, I know the uh, back in the day, the rant, it they, might have been a yeah. minute because the yeah. phone caller would still be on the line. I know <laughs> I, there was... I, there was one time, and I think I remember maybe Gordo telling this story, where they laid out on somebody to the point where the silence alarm started going off. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, that's funny. All radio stations, yep. if you don't know, Dead air. we have these things called silence alarms, where if something goes off the air, it will alert somebody like the board op or whoever's there. Oh, my God, we're off the air. Put something on. Yeah, gets right. Get something playing. And I think Gordo said one time that they laid out on somebody. And that usually takes about, like, two minutes or something yeah. for the silence alarm to kick in. So a lot. God. I did love Craig just kind of going, from rain? Yeah. <laughs> from rain. That was my favorite part about that. Yeah, me too. 
I knew he wasn't no, going to go where you were going. No, apparently not from rain, Craig. But, like, you know, it's funny because every once in a while we'll do something and we're like, oh, that's totally going to get nominated. And then we'll do things that we're like, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have any mess-ups this week. So I was just listening Friday morning as a, as a P1, and all of a sudden I hear my name, and I'm like, what? Well, sometimes the well judging deserved. process is weird, and sometimes there's the not sucks. a lot to pick from. I love the P1s, but the voting typically sucks. <laughs> you don't like fake Natalie Maines every week? <laughs> Hi guys. I don't know how she gets in, or he, or whatever. <laughs> it. I don't know how that it gets in. <laughs> hey, what you guys Kathy. got on the show today from the Motor Speedway? Well, we are going it's to checkers talk about- or wreckers out there. Yes. Sort of, sort of hey, why are you told. reading my? Why are you reading my copy points already? Like, come on. <laughs> uh, it's uh, yes. We're out here at Torchy Tacos in the infield at TMS, and yeah, we're mm. going to talk about that wonderful Mavs game last night. How uh, puke. Oh boy, I fell asleep I, before it ended. Well, I woke up and I went, whoa. Yeah. I wish I'd have fallen asleep at halftime. I'd have thought maybe they won, and then I would have woken up and had that gut punch. But, no, we'll talk about that. Uh, We will talk about the PGA Championship. Since I am now a a major winner, I have a lot of insight on what I've seen so far in the first two rounds. (laughs) Now that you know what it's like to be a champion. Yes, to be in that position. I can speak from a position uh, like where you see Mo Zalatoris right now. Yes. Okay, so here's a question. As past champion. If the April Fool's open, because you've showed up at the PGA Championship dressed in that attire. <laughs> Would they have Probably. let me on it the course? Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> Wear that could, a barrel. <laughs> with a candy cigarette <laughs> in my mouth. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you, know, you ever seen guys wearing a barrel with a... With yeah, a, like, like the guy that used to go to the Broncos games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's funny how bit. Ty wins the April Fool's open and steals that from Danny, and now Danny is that, no longer at the station. Probably, I think that's that sent him over the edge. Yeah. That sent him over the he edge. He just couldn't take the shame of losing to Ty Walker or anything. In my outfit. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk a lot of that and sports and stuff and things. And racing. I'm I'm looking at a Haas uh, automotive truck right now. We may have to work in some Formula One with NASCAR today. A little Formula One. I like like Corby's uh, statement yesterday. He rated the the left-hand turns. Oh, the turns, yes. Yes. (laughs) Number one was one. Yeah. I think four was two. And then his bottom ranked ones were three and two. (laughs) I I agree with that. Yeah. I don't have any problems with that. Sounds about right to me. I like (laughs) it. I did my track walk this morning in preparation for the show, and I think that's fair. He's ready to roll. I was at a champion circle on Wednesday, and I couldn't believe how many. RVs were already RVs out there. there. Yeah, they get there like the Monday or Tuesday before usually because a lot Do of those them, people a, work. A, no, a lot of them are retired and they just go from track to track to track. That, that's like a bucket list thing for wow. them. They will go to every race. Man, what are so they Leave the leave the race the Sunday evening afterwards, and yeah. they'll arrive at the next one like the following day or the day after. Tell you what, too, when we got here this morning, there was a bunch of people with their towels and a basket full of shampoos and conditioners heading you to the bet. showers. Yep. They have the, you can the do that out there. Got to get, get a scrub down. Mm-hmm. Or a rub Something down. else. <laughs> NASCAR, it's, it's an interesting scene, man. Don't forget <laughs> the cancer sticks. No, yeah. They will, oh, boy. They will definitely take down a coffin nail on you. <laughs> All right, boys. It was good NASCAR. talking to you. We'll see you later. Oh, you're good. I oh. see ya. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Park, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. KTCK AM Dallas-Fort Worth, KTCK FM Flower Mound, a cumulus media station.